Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Uh, this is a special Thursday edition of the Evan Eichen Show. I normally tape these in advance, but this is an interview I've been trying to do for a while, but our schedules never really seem to line up, and it just happened to line up this afternoon, so we got to get this done. It's senior linebacker, grew up in Miami. He's here in Iowa. It's number 18, James Bell. How you doing? How you doing, Evan? I'm doing fine today. Yep, so let's dive into how you wound up all the way from warm, sunny palm trees in Miami to snowy, cold Iowa. Um, Like you say, I was a senior linebacker, four-year linebacker starter at North Miami Senior High School, Miami, Florida. And um, after my last game, uh, I played in the like most popular uh, all-star games, the Dave versus Broward and the North Dave versus South Dave games. And... Um, after that, um, the previous coach, Coach Kent, he uh, he reached out to me back at home, and um, he was coming home to visit a few other players, and uh, he asked if he could stop by my house and speak to my parents, and um, you know it went down from there. He offered me on the spot, and um, coming from you know North Miami, not a very known school, uh, not a very popular athletic school, but uh, you know, being a linebacker, just at my size, I was about what five seven. Well, 165, and, you know, doing the things that I was doing, you know, I really didn't have any other op- uh, options coming out of high school. So I was just thankful and blessed to take that one opportunity that was given to me. So that's how I ended up in cold Forest City, Iowa. Yep. Whenever I talk to somebody with recruits, it's you got to win over the mama. You went over the mama, everything else is golden. Well, actually, he had to go over mom and dad. So, you know, <laughs> dad's a real bit from influence in the life as well as mom. So he was like, you got you got to win over the mama. Yeah, She's the went, big one. You got to yeah, you win them over. You got me. All right. So you grew up. So it sounded like you were five, seven, about a buck 70, mm-hmm. which most most coaches would be like, ah. Well, maybe linebacker's not a good idea for you. Maybe we'll put you at, like, safety or something. Yeah. So when Coach Kent left and the new guy came in, uh, what did you think of uh, the new guy when he came in? Because a lot of guys, because we see this all the time in big-time co- recruiting, uh, Coach leaves, okay, a bunch of the guys went left him, left when, that, when he left. Uh, mm-hmm. What made you want to ride out and stay with the new guy? Well, in my household, we have a thing that we say we're going to finish what we started. You know, so I started here. You know, I haven't had any reason to leave. So new coach come in. I just look at it as a new opportunity. Um, when Coach Latrell came in, it was in the summer. I was working, and um, I had to go to the weight room to go work out. And I first met him. He seemed like a real assertive guy. Knew what he wanted. You know, a real nice guy. Um, and just <laughs> when it got when it transferred over to the field, it was just a whole new beast. You know, he's still that good kind of guy, but just really more assertive and dominate on what he was looking for in athletes. And um pretty much after after that, you know, I like him. Great coach, you know, great enthusiasm on the field, has a big heart, you know, looks to help everybody that he can. He tries to do his best. Well he not tries, but he does his best as a coach, you know, and he's a man of his word, you know, and I could play for somebody like that. And it's also important to remember that what you get in like the private is what he is what you get in real life because it, it really is frustrating when it's like okay he's one guy when he's around people but if you get him by yourself it's not the same thing so oh, get, no. so getting a guy like that is really helpful and, and he's a he seems like a really nice guy in the limited amount of times I've gotten to speak with him really really fun guy really nice guy but I can I can tell there's a bit of a competitive edge yeah to him. really nice guy really fun guy but when it's time to put that hard hat on it's time to put that hard hat on all jokes aside you know we do have our fun moments on the field. 
you know, I, I can say that we do have a lot of great times on that field, but when it's really time to put that hard hat on and, and strap up and go to work, it's time to go to work, and he's not the one to play with when it's time to put that hat on. It's like in high school. Look, we're buddies off the field, but once the game starts, we got to put that aside mm -hmm. and, and make put it. Put it aside and let's handle business. And once we put take these pads off at the end of the fourth quarter when that final whistle blows and that clock says zero across the board, then, you know, we can we can turn up, we can have fun together. You know, that's mm -hmm. when the fun side comes out. We can shake hands, say good mm -hmm. game, and then go about. Our, so when you – North Miami High School. Yeah, North Miami is that, High School. Is that close to – St. Thomas Aquinas, which is really the only Florida high school I'm aware of. Yeah, it depends on traffic. It depends on traffic. How you look was at there it. was that the school where a lot of like the guys were going to Florida State, mm -hmm. uh, Florida, Big Miami? Uh, what was it like playing with like some D1 guys? Were they were they kind of divas? Knowing well, when they were 17 and going to Miami and Florida State, or I mean, yeah, they were kind of some divas. You know, we. You know, I look at it as you put your pads on the same way I put mine on. You know, you got to show me why you're going D1. You know, obviously, you know, I didn't get the opportunity. I'm not saying I'm not thankful for the opportunity that I have today to be at Waldorf University. But, you know, you're going to D1, you know, I'm going to NIA. Show me why you're going D1. You know, and I've had, I've come across many running backs who, you know, underestimated me because of my size. But um, when we finally met in the hole or we finally met, on the field, some way, somehow, I ended up proving them, you know, okay, yeah, I'm small, I may be going in the aisle, but I can still bring it, you know. Just because you're going D1, that don't mean nothing. I don't care. That doesn't benefit me in no way. Oh, you were all-county, all-conference? Okay, cool, show me why. Yeah, show me why. <laughs> show you me know, why you're all-county, all-conference. I'm this, I'm this, you know, what, five, five, seven, you know, 165 linebacker, you know, that word is big horse collar, you know, and you're looking at me like, yeah, he, he's, he's a runover. And I can say for the most part, uh, most of the high school um, offensive coordinators, they, they didn't like me. <laughs> I've had a couple of them after my last senior game. They came and thanked me. and Well, not thanked me, but were happy. Like, are you leaving this season? Aren't you done? Like, they were happy that I was leaving, you know. And um, coming out of North Miami, you know, I wanted to uh, make a name for North Miami. And I feel like not only that I've done that, but Hilton has done that. We have a lot of other students and other um, student athletes who have done the same thing and put North Miami on the map. And, um, you know, I've had, you know, other coaches come to me and ask me, oh, you know, how about you want to come over here to this school? We winning over here. We going to state over here, you know. And it was it, it's like, for what? Why am I going to leave home? You know, this is why I started. You know, this is, you know, who gave me opportunity. So why would I leave and, and go put on for somewhere else? Yeah, especially when that stuff is determined by where you live. Exactly. Well, no, actually, I grew up in um, Liberty City. That's about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like I say, depend on traffic. Uh, from North Miami, and we had the big schools like Miami Northwestern, you know, uh, 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 Central. Um, you had Booker T right around the way. You had Miami Jackson on around the way, and um, I bypassed all of those schools and went to small North Miami, and you know I made my legacy there. And you also played with the quarterback of the team, uh, Hilton Joseph, who's our quarterback here. So you grew up together, played on the same mm -hmm. high school. You've known each other for you've known uh, each other for a long time. Lives. Yeah, um, I played with Hilton's um, older brother, um, Terry Joseph, uh, back in Pop Warner days at Northside um, Optimus Club, and uh, me and him played for a couple years. And Hilton was always um, a pound below me, and you know we had the opportunity to play against each other when he was at Miami Central on the JV team, and I was at North Miami, and 
he decided to come over to North Miami and he was a starting quarterback. You know, he ran the offense, I ran the defense. You know, if things wasn't going right on defense, he looked at me and looked for me to solve the problem. And when things weren't going right on offense, you know, I looked for him to solve the problem. And, you know, even to this day, you know, he's our starting quarterback. You know, I'm the starting defensive end. Um, I still look to him, you know, when things are not going how I feel they should. And I ask him, like, man, come on, we need to get it together. You know, we're going to get you the ball. Defense going to get you the ball. You know, you, we know you're going to move it, so let's get it together. Let's get the train rolling. And, you know, that's just the same mentality that we've had playing through high school all the way up to now. So how did you get into playing football? Did you try things first, or was it nope. just you just went with this and just rolled with it? I just went with it. Uh, my Uncle Aaron, um, rest his soul, you know, he was a uh, a big inspiration. Um, he won number 53 back in um, high school. He played for Miami Northwestern. And I didn't know anything else but football. You know, I knew what a basketball was. I knew what a baseball was. But I wanted to play football because that's just what my family was brought into. And um, ever since that day, I was, what, what seven years old. My father took me out to uh, Northside Optimist Club. And um, it took off from there. I fell in love. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to do anything else. When I got to high school, you know, still playing football, I wrestled a little bit, you know. That was pretty much the only other thing that I did, other sport that I did besides football. When you graduated from high school, how long was that decision process of I'm going to come here? Because you had offers from other places, right? No, I did not. You didn't? Nope. This was this is your only this offer? This is my only offer. Like I said, come, being one of the top linebackers in Miami, Florida, you know, being undersized, you know, I kind of got looked over, you know, because – yeah, he can play, but his size, his stature, you know, he's he's not tall enough. You know, he's not big enough. You know, so a lot of places looked over me, you know. So being that I got this opportunity, you know, and it being my only opportunity and I still want to, you know, pursue my education and still play football, this was, you know, the, the not going to say the only option, but this was the way for me. You know, I don't regret making this decision, not at all. Not, not one day do I make uh, regret making this decision. Because I feel like I've grown as a man out here. You know, I've handled a lot of things. have to handle a lot of things on my own. You know, being from the city, the fast life, the city life, you know, everything kind of goes kind of fast. Coming up here, I had to slow down and, you know, manage myself and, you know, take care of things on my own. You know, mom and dad are still there. But, you know, being in slow forest city, Iowa, you know, it's pretty much you have to take your time, man. It helps you grow as a man. And they were the first to see talent in you. It's like five seven. F- oh, who, who cares? He can play. Let, let's let's get him here. Yeah. Um. I can't say. You know, Coach Kent was the uh um the one who uh who said he actually pretty much put it in those words. Said it like that. You know, we see that you can play. You know, I don't care about height. I don't care about none of that. As long as I I can see that you're gonna you know play at your best on um, performance. That's all that matters to me. You know, he he's gonna play the best on the field. Because people get hung up too much on the cosmetic stuff. Oh, he's 6'3", 240, can lift mm-hmm. 500 pounds. Like, okay, well, can he make the right play? Exactly. Like, and, you know, what was beating to my head by my father, you know, because my father was my coach, you know, um, on and off the field. But on the field, when he had the whistle on his neck, uh, his main thing was being the best tackler on the field. He didn't care anything about, you know, the big hits, you know, the, the forced fumbles, interceptions. Playing that linebacker, it was about the tackles to him because it's no college coach is going to come and ask you, oh, how many big hits did you have? How many, you know, strip fumbles did you have? You know, they're going to ask you about your tackles, you know, and that's, you know, what I've carried with myself, you know, throughout all these years of playing football, and I'm going to carry it out to my last game. You know, that's just the mindset to make the tackle, to secure the tackle. You know, you're going, the big hits are always going to come. It's going to come when you least expect it, but 
But now we're just going to make the shirt tackle, make sure he's down, and we're going to play to the next play. And then make sure they go back to the huddle. It's like, I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. Don't let number 18 touch me again. Yeah, just I don't, don't care him. what you do. Block don't, that guy. Don't let him touch me. Because if I, I have a rule, if I, put, if I can put my hands on you, I'm going to bring you down some kind of way. I don't care how I get you down. If I can grab you by your, by your jersey, I can grab you by your shoelace, you got to come down. Or in extreme cases, if I have to grab you by the dreadlocks. You've seen that in the NFL, which yeah, yeah, that, but that, that, no, that we're, not, we're not going to take it there. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's nah, a bit too much. It's a little too much. We're going we're gonna to keep it clean, professional. We're going to pull you down any other way besides by, you know, your, your hair. If I can grab your arm, I can grab your finger, and I'm going to pull you down. All right, so what was uh, what was growing up in Miami like? Because when people think of Miami, they have the Hollywood version. Oh, it's South Beach and palm trees, and it's all beaches, and everybody's happy. Uh, um, but Miami's a very large place. Yes, it so is. So what, what was it like growing up there? I mean, it's very large, but then it's also very small because you know everybody. You you Everybody knows everybody, you know. Um, growing up in Miami, I... I had a pretty good life, you know. My parents made decent um, um, money, and uh, we didn't really have struggles or nothing like that. Um, growing up, um, shoot, it really wasn't that bad for me. You know, I had a few friends. You know, I didn't go to school in my in my local area because you know the 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 troubles that's that's around. You know, the, the gang violence, the killings. You know, the drug dealing. I didn't go to school in my my local area. Not saying that that stuff isn't everywhere. But I had better opportunities outside of, you know, Liberty City. So that's why I went to school in, in North Miami, you know. Um, but Miami is pretty much, it's, it's a lovely place. It's home for me. You know, I love it, you know. But to me, it's really nothing there, you know. It's all about who you know. You know, it's, you got to have connections there. But it's it's, it's a place I call home, you know. And I, I always love it and I always rep- represent Miami because that's where I'm from. That's where I was born. You know, that's where my family is. You know, that's where I grew up. What What was your favorite things to do down there for fun when you were in school? Play football. Play football. <laughs> Play football. Um, me and my brothers, uh, uh, Marcus and Greg, and my little brother Jalen, we go paintballing, bike riding, love to fish. Um, we go fishing. Pretty much anything that has to do with you know having fun. You know the right things. You know we wasn't out you know doing anything that we had no business doing. It was always the right thing, and if you know, as I got older, it was more like, okay, I'm going to stay home because you start realizing the troubles and the bad things that's going on now. You really didn't want to get mixed up in it. So, I mean, but when I was younger, it was just about playing football, riding bikes, having fun, being outside, you know, living outside life. And my parents took outside away from me. I didn't know what I'd do. I feel like I'm trapped, you know, but it was just pretty much being outdoors. Yeah, which sounds like a lot of fun, but when you get to – February in Iowa, yeah, going out, going outside is kind yeah, of yeah, overrated. You, you, yeah, you want to stay inside. <laughs> going outside right now is kind of overrated. Yeah. So growing up in Miami to here, did you did you live anywhere else, or was it just straight from Miami to here? Straight from Miami to here. It That's was straight it. from Miami to here. I mean, yeah. I've been, you know, I had a few homes in Miami, but it's, if we want to talk about from state to state, city to city, from Miami, Florida, to Forest City, Iowa. Yeah, it was a straight through line. Yes. Uh, so... What is it like living through hurricane season? Because most of what we know about hurricanes is just what we see on the news because we're nowhere near an ocean. Mm. Is that, like, a thing down there, or is it just, like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, if you ask me, uh, Miami hasn't had a a great hurricane since, I would say, what, 2007. We get tropical storms. You know, everybody prepare for the hurricane, but you look at the news or you watch the news during the hurricane, you see we just get the, the ending of the hurricane. You won't get the, the full force of it. So 
living with hurricanes, it, it was fun, you know, spending a lot of family time in the house, you know, for for the most part. Um, I think for me, it brought my family and us and our friends together, you know, brought us a lot closer because, you know, the power's out. You know, people couldn't, you know, play the games or, you know, you didn't have your cell phones. It was just more of a family time for me. Um, but the hurricanes really were, weren't too bad. You know, we don't really get the the whole force of we'll probably get like the tail end of it. And then by the time you look outside, you know, it's gone. So it's not one of those, okay, pack everything up. We got We got to go. Like you, like no, you we, we, we had one of those, um, I think it was two years ago, where everybody was evacuated, moving to Georgia. We're going to Georgia to, you know, get away from it. And um, that was kind of scary for me because I was up here. We was actually on our way to go play Dort. And um, every chance I got, I would call my family. I would call my father. How's everything going? Is everything okay? Is everything fine? What's going on? Like, let me know. I was so fixated in trying to make sure everything back at home was fine that yeah. I kind of, you know, got sidetracked and kind of forgot about the game. So my father, he asked me to speak to Coach Litru, and he told Coach Litru to have me stop calling him, you know, to focus <laughs> on, you know, the task at hand and that everything was going to be uh, was going to be fine. And it turned out to be that everything was fine. Everything was great, you know, thankful and blessed that my family, you know, survived, you know, the tragedy that was coming. And they had and they had a house to come back to, which yes. some people weren't as fortunate. No, they had a house that they were in. They didn't leave. <laughs> they they didn't they didn't leave. They Not didn't go to Georgia. No, they stayed right at home. So, th- when's the next time you're going back to Miami? I don't know. Hopefully soon. I didn't get the opportunity to go this Christmas break. You know, some things happened. You know, so I had to, you know, stay up and you know do the mature thing and handle, you know, business. But uh, hopefully, I get to go home soon. You know, I miss my family. I did get the opportunity to go home for my um, parents' wedding. You know, thankful and blessed for that. You know, happy I got a chance to, to be there and to see that. But um, as I go home again, I'm going to say probably probably spring break or the summer. Do you have hobbies outside of football, like drawing, painting, music, um, yeah, dancing? I like, I like to listen to music. You know, I know a couple of the Miami dances. Uh, um, I like to paintball with my brothers back home, my father, my uncles. You know, we like to paintball. Fishing, you know, I like the color. You know, I'm 22 years old and I still color inside the lines. <laughs> um, bike riding, you know, video games. You know, I, I do it all. I'm still a big child at heart, but, you know, when it's time to, you know, sit down and handle business, it's time to handle business. When it comes to the mental side of football, which is more important than the physical side, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get there? How do you not get into your own head, like, on on game day? I mean, I'm always in my own head, you know. Um, it's to the point where back in high school, I would get nervous, um, like, right before the game until I get that first hit and I'll be okay. It's like now, it's like, okay, I've been doing this. You know, I do this. This is what I do. This is why I'm here. There's no need to be nervous, you know. Yeah, we're going to mess up. We're going to, you know, miss a tackle here and there. You're going to, you know, miss a sack here and there. But, you know, it's part of the game. It happens to the best of us. So it's just, you know, just keep a cool head. And let's play football. You know, I'm not the type that, you know, that got to get all rowdy and, you know, all the screaming and hooping and hollering. That's that's never been me. And, you know, I've had coaches who tried to put that into me and tried to make it work, but I just feel real silly. You know, I'm just the type that, okay, it's time to play ball. As my team is corralled up in the huddle, you know, I walk around. You know, I don't know why I do it, but I just walk around the circle. And if anybody who knows me, like Hilton knows me, as he, as I'm walking around, he's walking around the other way. And when it's time to break down in, it's time to play football. It's time to play football. 
Do you have a favorite funny on-field story that you can share? Like something that just kind of made you laugh, like in the middle of a game? Um, funny on-field story. As in, like, any story, high school, football? Like, high school, college, peewee, middle school. Okay. I'm going to go back to peewees. Um, we buy my very first game. i never forget it. Uh, we played, I think, the Opelika Hurricanes. I think it was the Hurricanes. But um, it was my first big hit. And when I, I pulled up in the hole and we, me and the guy met, you know, he got the best of me. You know, he, he ran me over, but I brought him down. And my dad, and I was laying on the ground, like, just, just looking up. My dad came out and picked me up. He asked me, are you okay? You sure? He said, welcome to football. And it was one one more. We played uh, um, some type of Rams, um, North County Rams, I think it was, something like that. And uh, I was going down to make another play, and somebody cracked back me. And I remember getting up, and he looked at me. He like, man, let's check it off. Let's go. You know, so. That, that, that can't feel good. It doesn't. Getting getting cracked back can't it feel good. It doesn't, but, you know, it's part of the game. Uh, do you have a favorite helmet or style of helmet? Because I, I don't know if you've seen the marketing for, like, those new Vices helmets that just came out. Mm. Have you have you tried one of those? No, I mean, I'm, I like the ugly face masks. I like the helmet. I like, you know, I only wore the Rydell he, uh, helmets until I got here. Then I, I have a, what, a, a, a revolution, some type of revolution. I don't know. And um, I've always liked to have the ugly face mask. You know, everybody have, you know, the, the pretty ones, you know. And I used to be the same person back when I was younger. But as I got older, I wanted the ugly one. I wanted the, like, what the hell, what is he wearing? Like, yeah, he, he the one that looks sorry. He got the ugly face, man. Let's try him. You know, so that's just always been my style. I like the ugly things. Have you have you ever worn one of those colored visor type things? Only tinted. Right. Only tinted visors. Does it, does it mess with how you, how you see? Because I imagine it's kind of like wearing sunglasses on the field, isn't it? No, not really. It doesn't mess with anything like it, it will for probably if you're not if you haven't been wearing it and you just throw it on and try to play with it on in the game, yeah, it's gonna mess with your breathing. You're not gonna be able to breathe very well. It's gonna be hard to, you know, run. You can't see. But if you've been wearing it and you you're used to it, it really doesn't bother you. You kind of forget that you have it on. Do you remember your first touchdown, like your first pick six or your first fumble or? My first touchdown was a fumble recovery. Uh, did you get to keep the ball? No, um, the ref, <laughs> the ref asked for it back, and then um, the it wasn't even it wasn't even our ball; it was the opponent's ball. So I didn't even want it. I got the touchdown. You didn't even want the ball. I didn't even want it. Just just stick it in like a glass case. Yep, my first touchdown. No, but I do have my um my first helmet though. I do have my first helmet that I won my my first Super Bowl in, um, and that's back at home, somewhere in my closet. I have my first helmet. I have my first cowboy collar. I still have my first jersey. I still have a bunch of that stuff. Do you have a sort of pregame ritual, like a thing that you have to do before every game, and that if you and if it doesn't happen, it kind of kind of messes with you? Or um, I gotta talk to mom. I gotta <laughs> you, talk to mama. You, you, it, it all it all comes back to the mama. I always come back to mama. I gotta talk to mama. If I don't talk to mama, I, I make it my business before I before we go out on that field to um play. I have to like hear at least hear a voice before I go out there, you know. And before I got came up to college, it was always that pregame kiss, you know. I got a kiss right before the game, and I got a kiss after the game, 
So since I can't get that now, I have to call and, you know, talk to mom, hear mom's voice. You know, dad's going to be there too. So, but it was, it's just mainly mom. Has she been to a game during your years or? Yeah. Oh, she's, she's never missed a game. Like, has she physically been to the game? Has never missed a game physically. Oh, so she, she, every, every Saturday she's in every the stands. Every Saturday in the stands. Well, oh, oh, here? Yeah, here. Oh, 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 no, she's not here. But back, but until I came to college, never missed a game. Never. And if she did miss it, it was something work-related. And I had somebody recording the games. You know, same thing with Dad. Dad missed – I think Dad only missed half of a game, you know. But they never – if and that was some uh, an unfortunate event that happened with Dad. But they they never missed a game. If it was there willing, they, they were always there. If they could be here to watch me play up here, they would always be here. Do you think having that support system really pushed you into who you are today? Yes, it has. You know, having my parents, you know, is a blessing, you know. And a lot of people aren't, I'm not going to say I'm blessed, but unfortunately don't have their parents. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones who still have them around to this day. And I'm thankful for them for everything they do for me, everything they've done for me, you know. And they still do for me. I'm 22 years old. They still look out for me. And, you know, and I'm just blessed for it. And I can't, I can't thank them enough. And I think my one and only way of saying really thank you is, you know, to walk out of Waldorf with a diploma, you know, of graduation. Yeah, I'm I'm 26 and they still they still look out for me and they got my back. It doesn't matter if I'm 26, 46, 106. Yep. It they'll they'll never not look out for us and it's always great to have that support system. Yes, it is. It's like, oh, so you want to do this? Okay, awesome, go do it. Like yeah. they're not going to be like, ah, maybe that's a bad idea. No, go go do it. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yep, you and that, that's kind of mom. Mom, when I kind of want to do some some hour, and she go, eh, no, but dad would be like, nah, let him do it. He'll do. He'll be okay. You know, like when I first wrestled, you know, she kind of was kind of skeptical on it. But dad was like, you know, let him wrestle. He want to wrestle, let him do it, you know. But, you know, it's, I'm very thankful for them. You know, I have, a, like I tell everybody, I have a big support support system back at home. You know, for mom and dad, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, my best friends, you know, even coaches back at home. You know, I have a, a huge support system. And, you know, I'm just thankful for each and every last one of them. Do you miss wrestling? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but it was not, you know, not a passion of mine. You know, something not something that I really wanted to do. You know, I had a brother who who went to state. You know, Marcus, he went to state, and he messed up his, his knee, and he couldn't even wrestle after that. But it wasn't really a passion of mine. You know, I'd do it, you know, if I if I, if I, if I, I was supposed to wrestle, you know, out here for Waldorf. But, like, some unfortunate events happened, and – I had to handle some business, so I couldn't, you know, proceed with the process. But you got to play football, and mm-hmm. you got were, to play football, and I was starter. Starter, I was starter. You know, captain. You know, the guy that people look to for answers. You know, I've always been that guy. You know, even now, you know, I'm. I feel like you know, even the the young kids, the freshmen, you know, the, they look up to me. You know, they come and ask me for questions. They ask me questions. You know ask me for help and you know i'm just you know that big brother you know if you need anything you just call me you know you need somewhere to hang out you know come to my place you know don't be out here doing nothing stupid you know what did it feel like when you got voted team captain i actually didn't get voted team captain you didn't get voted they just Mm -mm. named you captain no it was um i just have that that natural leadership you know i I, like the freshman they i I talk to him i tell him you know i'm I'm not, a, you know, they, they they view me as a captain. I'm viewed as a captain. I'm going to say that. I am viewed as a captain. But as a title of a captain, no, I don't have that title, you know. But, you know, 
if some things go wrong and people look at me for answers like Toby, what's going on? Why why isn't this working? You know. But um I, I am viewed as a captain, you know. Some people may call me their captain, you know, I don't know. But, you know, as for the title I never I didn't have it. All right, so we'll get we'll get you out of here on this. Uh so what are your plans after graduation? Um, after I graduate I wanna go back home. You know, I'm I may stay up here and work a little bit and um Go back home and enroll in the firefighter academy because that's just that's what I've always wanted to be a firefighter since I was seven. So that's that's a plan and that's something that I am going to do, you know, and that's something that I feel like is my calling. All right, that should wrap up the interview with James Bell, linebacker, captain, future firefighter, defensive end, and defensive end. So thank you for listening. Hopefully, everybody has a great Valentine's Day. You'll be able to find this. On iTunes and Podbean, if you if you want to find them on there, if you go to Evan Eichen Show on iTunes, it'll pop up, and then it's the same thing. It's just evaneishenshow.podbean.com. All right, well, that wraps up with James Bell, and I will see you in a couple weeks.